first reading may be found on page 605 in the Church Bible and on the screens. It's from the Old Testament, Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed out our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, beginning at verse 11, can be found on page 1051. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. 
they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit resting upon us. By your spirit, would you open our ears to hear what you want to say to us this morning? Would you open our minds that we can understand and our hearts that we can respond? To bless your holy name for all your love poured out upon us. Amen. Well, some days it's easier to give thanks, to be thankful, than other days, isn't it? Sometimes there's lots of uh, joy and excitement in our hearts and our lives, and other times there's a bit of a struggle. So Thursday was A-level results day. And at school, there were quite a lot of mixed feelings going on. Some people were smiling all over their faces. Some people were struggling a bit harder to, um, to look happy. There was uh, lots of good news, lots of not-so-good news, and lots of relief. Well, in our New Testament story this morning, a story about Jesus and people meet Jesus, ten lepers had a very good results day. So what did they do about it? Even when we feel thankful, it's quite possible, isn't it, that we don't always end up actually giving thanks to anybody. We don't actually thank anybody. All ten lepers here, all ten lepers here, all ten lepers here. So I'm going to give thanks now for the capacity that you've got to hear me. All ten lepers were healed from a really amazing I'll try again. All ten lepers were, were healed from a terrible, appalling disease, okay? And only one of them came back to say thank you. Someone was telling me the other day that whenever one of their children left a school, they would always write to the head teacher 
to say thank you for what that school had done for their child. Sometimes that was an easy thing to do. Sometimes it was a bit of a struggle. But it was a discipline they always said thank you for what the school had done for their child. I wonder if school teachers get thanked for all of the all of the effort, all the time and the energy they pour out into other people's lives. These lepers had just come home feeling so much better. They were healed. I wonder if when we come back from hospital or from the GP feeling better, whether we write to say thank you. I wonder what you've appreciated this week. And whether you've only appreciated it, felt appreciative, or whether you've actually appreciated someone for it. How important is it to say thank you? Well, Jesus thinks, seems to think that it's tremendously important. He's dismayed that only one person comes to him to say thank you. Even more, he's even more dismayed that of the nine people who had a close relationship with God, none of them came back to say thank you to God. They'd taken that relationship for granted. So why do we need to thank people? Well, firstly, it seems, we need to thank people to express the value for what they've done for us. Otherwise, we're saying it's not important to us. So thank your wife or your mother when she irons your shirt yet again. And thank your father or your husband when he pays off your overdraft yet again. Be thankful for the things that people do for you, to bless you, even when it's routine. When someone invests time or money or effort or sacrifice or service or thoughtfulness or imagination in making your life better, then thank them. Thank them to say that you value what they've done. Secondly, we need to thank people for, uh, to affirm our relationship with them. If you take for granted what people have done for you, you also take for granted who they are, the relationship that you have with them, their friendship. And each time you do that, you chisel away a little bit at that relationship. You undermine it just a little. You weaken it. So thank them to say that you value your relationship with them. Well, we can see both of these things happening in this story of the nine lepers who didn't say thank you. They didn't value the amazing thing that had been done for them, and they didn't reaffirm their relationship with Jesus and through him with their Heavenly Father. But the Samaritan, the tenth leper, valued both his healing and the man who'd done it. And he also unexpectedly began a new relationship it wasn't his own God, but Israel's God who had healed him. He had no relationship with the God of Israel, but by returning to give thanks to Jesus, he began one. If someone you don't know helps you, go out of your way to thank them, and you may find that you've begun a new relationship. 
this week, uh, somebody from somewhere, somewhere in some company, returned to uh, St. Jude's a check that we'd sent them by er in error. And it was a delight to me to be able to write to that company and say, would you please thank Jane in the post room for sending back the check that we had sent them in error? We really appreciate that, and we'd like you to appreciate her for it. Take the opportunity to thank people who have blessed you, even if you don't know them. If God has blessed you, and you don't know him, then that's even more relationship, or even more reason, sorry, to thank him for what he's done for you and to get started with a new relationship with him. We need to thank people to create new relationship with them. Of course, it wasn't receiving thanks himself that really delighted Jesus. It was the Samaritan coming back to him to thank Jesus' own heavenly Father. Every good gift that we receive comes ultimately from our heavenly Father, and we need to thank him. Some of the blessings that we receive are direct answers to prayer, and it's very rude not to thank someone who's done something for you. So, let's value what he's done for us, Let's affirm our relationship with him, start a new one, if that's the case. And let's please Jesus when we thank his Father. We need to thank God in order to please Jesus. And finally, when the Samaritan thanked Jesus, praising Jesus' Father, he expressed faith that he now had in Jesus and a new life opened up before him. Jesus said to him, go, and your faith has made you well. Whole new life opened before him. Thanksgiving released him into that new life. I was quite tempted to play uh, the snip from uh, Monty Python, Life of Brian, with the ex-leper. Do you remember? Spare an arm for an ex-leper. What do you mean, ex-leper? What happened? Well, Jesus healed me. And, you know, without a buy your leave or a, you know, there I was with a nice job, and now I've got nothing to show for it. He's just healed me, and he's taken away all the business that I had. Well, there's no pleasing some people. Yeah, that's what Jesus said too. <laughs> when the Samaritan thanked Jesus... Praising Jesus' Father, he expressed the faith he now had in Jesus, and Jesus opened up this new life before him. So we need to thank God to be ready for that new life, rather than toss it away and want to go back to the old life that Jesus has rescued us from. Psalm 103 the psalm that we're looking at today, the psalm that we exercised with as we began, is a tremendous hymn of thankfulness. It's a great thank you psalm. There is so much that David wants to say thank you for. For forgiveness, and you know that in David's life, he had a tremendous need of forgiveness from God. He did some really bad things 
that he needed to clear out the way so that he could come back into relationship with, with God, his heavenly Father. And that forgiveness leads to healing. He wanted to say thank you for redemption and rescue. And at the end of his life, when his son rebelled against him and exiled him from the city of Jerusalem, it was God who brought him back and rescued him. It was God who rescued him from the hand of that giant Goliath so long ago. God whose hand had been on him in rescue and redemption all the way through. He wanted to thank God for the satisfying of his deepest desires, which, of course, can only be found in God himself, which leads to, renew, to, to youth renewed like an eagle's. Now, I've always wondered why we were saying that it, youth was renewed like an eagle. Well, um, Nigel gave us the answer this morning. Uh, apparently, it's because the eagle molts every year. So it gets new, fresh feathers every year. Can you imagine what, what fun it would be if every year all our hair fell out and it all came back as it was originally? So here I am after my molting, fresh black hair, okay? My youth renewed like an eagle's. Well, maybe that isn't my deepest heart's desire. But like that, God takes me back to the beginning, time and time again, to my first love of him, my first relationship with him, my first experience of his blessing on me as he fills me again with his spirit. My youth is renewed like the eagle. And so David thanks God for all of these personal blessings that God has given to him through his days. But as we were learning this morning, um, Olympic um, preparation isn't just about feeling good. It's not just about, you know, the endorphins flowing and how you feel great, great after your exercise practice. The, the relentless practice that you do if you're going to compete in the Olympics is not about how you feel then. It's about how you will feel when life is really tough, when you're up against it. Yeah? And Thanksgiving is not just about feeling good now. Thanksgiving really is Olympic exercise for the toughest times of our life. That when those toughest times, we will be able to say, as we often say week by week, God is good not just in the great times, but all the time. When my life is rubbish, when I am in grief, when my back really hurts, when I haven't got the results I wanted, when my future looks different. Nonetheless, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And so in Psalm 103, David thanks his father more widely for the blessings that he has sought for his nation for safety and health and blessing and the history of God's faithfulness. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for revealing yourself to us, for showing us your nature of love through all the times of trouble in our past. Thank you for requiring righteousness and justice for us when we have been oppressed. 
Thank you for having mercy on us when we haven't passed on that righteousness and justice to other people. Thank you for setting an end to your justly deserved anger and judgment on us. Thank you for your faithfulness to us at all times and in all places, to us, your chosen people. And wider still and wider when times are hard and struggle, when international um, conflict is happening, David can say, nonetheless, I thank you because you are God over all. You rule over the whole world. Your righteousness and your love, your grace and your mercy is for all people everywhere. Not just for me, not just for my people, but for all people. We thank you that you rule over all and you choose to ex exercise that rule not in anger and in violence, in hatred and in terror, but you rule in grace and mercy. Grace that we don't deserve and mercy for what we do deserve. You remember that little song from long ago? Grace is when you receive the things you don't deserve. And mercy is when you don't get the things you do deserve. Grace and mercy, the love of God poured upon us individually, us, his people, us, his world. So we have to practice thanking God now in the good times so that we can thank him too in the difficult times. Thank him when something goes right. There is so much to thank him for. Just think of all the blessings. Yeah, I know it's a kind of old wives, you know, spirituality devotion thing. Count his blessings one by one. But if you can do that every day, Increase your imagination and your memory of all the good things that God is giving to you every moment, keeping you alive, keeping you healthy, keeping you in relationship, keeping you blessed, keeping you with resources, keeping a roof over your head, keeping you free to worship and praise, keeping you close to him, keeping you on track to join him in his eternal kingdom. So much to thank him for. Thank him when it goes right. And thank him when it all goes pear shape. Exercise. Trust. Thank him. God is in control. God is protecting us from more that we are not yet experiencing. God is preserving us from being overwhelmed in temptation. God is laying his hand upon us. God is treasuring us every moment of every day, everything that goes wrong, everything that we suffer. They are, they are tears in the bottle of his love for us. And God is in control of this whole world. When we read the newspaper and we despair, we don't need to despair. We can thank God that he alone knows what's happening now and why and what he will do with it in order to bring his blessing upon his whole world in the end. I know it's a bit 
naff, but it's true of our God too. It'll all be all right in the end. And if it's not yet all right, it's not yet the end. What was it? Um, Marigold Hotel thing of me. But God's blessing will finally be fulfilled in this world. And we can thank him now in the midst of our struggles because he is Lord over all. And above all, when God does something you ask for, don't be rude and forget to thank him. Why not write a list of the things that you're asking God for? And when he does answer your prayers, remember to thank him and bless him. Many of Charles Wesley's hymns were structured thanksgivings. Thanks for the start of life through to the end. Thanks for the beginning of the day through to the end. Thanks for all that God does through our life and thanks that in that final moment we will see him face to face and receive poured upon us the blessings of his eternal love in intimacy and joy. Seeing Jesus face to face at last. Well, Matt Redman picks up that structure of thanksgiving in the inspired song quoting the first line of Psalm 103. It's a song we love and we're going to sing it in a moment. The sun comes up. It's a new day dawning. It's time to praise him again. Sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever may lie before me today, keep me singing till the evening comes. From morning to night, I will sing your praise. And of course, the final verse. On that day, when my strength is failing, the end draws nigh and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise unending. 10,000 years and then forevermore. Would you join with me? Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul, I'll worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul, I'll worship your holy name. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for all that you give me every day, for breath and life, for resources and delights, for family and friends. Thank you for new life in you, rescue, forgiveness and healing. Thank you for, for significance and purpose, for partnership with you. And above all, we thank you 
for life everlasting in intimate and loving communion with you. Through the sacrifice of your Son and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Bless the Lord, O my soul.